You're listening to the Hope Church Winter Garden Podcast for March 6, 2016 from the series called Red Letter Day. glad you guys are here today. Um, if you're new with us today, man, we're, we're just glad you're here today. Uh, you don't have to do anything but sit there and kind of watch and see what's going on. And uh, you don't have to act like us, talk like us, or walk like us. You can just be you. And um, we just want to hang out with you. And we're just glad you're here today. And um, man, we're excited to have church. Man, the worship, I don't know what heaven's going to be like, but I think the worship is going to be something like that. Let's give our worship team a hand today. They did a killer job. <clears throat> Man, that was awesome. I, I love that. And, and by now, uh, you guys realize we had some guests today, and um, I posted yesterday we got special guests, and, and uh, Caleb and um, Pamela are good friends of ours. They love Jesus, and uh, you can tell that by the way they lead in worship. And so, man, we're just really glad you're here today. And uh, here's what I'd like to do. I don't know if it'll happen today. I'd like to preach for about three hours today. <clears throat> Come on. Someone's like, yeah, I missed, la- I missed last week. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, do you ever miss church sometimes? You're like, man, I wish you just preached longer, but you missed last week, but you came this week. You're like, man, if you just preached longer, that'd be good. We're not going to do that. Um, sometimes I like just lock the doors. Let me preach as long as I want. We can't do that. What I like to do today is preach uh, for a little bit, talk to you guys today about Jesus, and then I'd like to invite our team to come back up and, and, and lead us in worship again. Though I just, I, Honestly, I just want to stand there and worship, let them keep on leading us, and then come up here and pray and get you guys out of here. But, man, we're in a series called Red Letter Day. And if you're new to church, if you open up the Bible and there's a books, uh, there's four books in a row and you open up the New Testament, it's the second half of, of the Bible. It's called the New Testament. And it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those books are called the Gospels. The Gospels. And uh, that's the story of Jesus' life, the life of Christ on, on earth. Okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And um, if you look in the Bible, uh, not the translation that we use, we use the New Living Translation. But if you use, look at some of the older translations, New King James, uh, King James, maybe even the NIV, the ESV, a few other ones. And the words that Jesus says in the, in the New Testament are in red. The words that Jesus says in the New Testament, they're in red. Okay, some of you guys, like that's, that's new information. So that's kind of like, like the idea behind this idea of red letter day. We're going to look at the words of Jesus. We can never go wrong as a church just talking about Je- what Jesus said. And I hope our church will never, ever forget that. And I hope that you'll never get bored with that. We're just going to talk about what Jesus talked about. And we're just going to talk about what Jesus did. And we're going to talk about how Jesus walked. We're going to talk about how Jesus talked. And we're going to talk about how Jesus loved. And we're going to talk about that so much that eventually it'll rub off on us. And we'll start walking like Jesus. We'll start talking like Jesus. We'll start acting like Jesus. Is that okay with you guys as a church? It should be, okay? And if it's not okay, this is not the church for you. Um, we say, sorry, we're a Jesus church. We don't have a denomination tied to us. We're, not into t- we're only into one name, and that name is Jesus. And so we're going to give you Jesus for the next, uh, the next four weeks or for as long as we, we launch this church. I believe this. This is going to be the best four-week series our church has had. Now, we've only had uh, five series, but this is going to be the best. <laughs> The best four weeks. We've had some good. We've had. Uh, we did a series called Filters, and one of those one of those sermons in that series was one of the best sermons in that series. But I believe this is going to be the four week in its totality. I believe this is going to be our best four weeks. I think it's going to be the best four weeks for your friends that come, and I think it's going to be the best four weeks for all of you guys that are in here today. Whether you know Jesus, 
you're dating Jesus, or you'd like to get to know Jesus. Any one of those things, we believe that this is going to be the next four weeks is going to be the best four weeks of your life. We brought in crosses today, and, uh, and so you're like, oh, that's new. They, they decorated the place. And uh, we, we brought in two crosses today because we're going to spend time with Jesus over the next four weeks with him on the cross. The stories that we're going to read for you, Jesus says seven things while he's on the cross, while he's physically on the cross. So we're going to use these crosses as a visual aid for us as a community for us to learn about um, this idea of these red letters that Jesus says to you and I. And so we're going to have these crosses up here if it's okay with you for the next four weeks. And so you can kind of imagine, imagine kind of Jesus um, somewhere along the way, him on the cross or him off the cross or whatever version of Jesus that you would like to remember him the best. Maybe you like to remember him of healing the miracles and, and healing blind people and feeding the hungry. Maybe that's your vis- version of Jesus and you want to remember that. Maybe you want to, maybe some of you guys in here today, you'll just picture him being up on the cross. You're like, that's kind of weird in church, Wes. I know, I'm weird. But maybe that's how you want to picture this thing. That's how you want to remember him on the cross. And I got in my truck today, and, um, and I drove to pick up the trailer and coffee, obviously. Duh. And, um, and as I was getting, um, got in my car today, I flipped, open my, I flipped open my phone, and I have this case. And, uh, and I flipped open my phone case, and I put in um, a sermon. I listened to a sermon on the way to church. And I don't know if that means I'm like a super really good Christian or if that just means I need church really bad. It's probably the latter. And uh, so I have church a lot of times on the way to church. And so I get my heart right. I get excited about what God's doing. I get excited about what he wants to say to me before I even get here today. And so I'm excited about this. I believe this about the cross. I believe that the cross changes everything for you and I. The cross has changed everything for you and I. It's, it's, the cross is the reason why we actually we meet in this building every single week. That's, that's why. The, the cross is, for me and for a lot of you guys, the cross is the only reason for your existence. Since the cross, your, your, your life has been better since you've accepted the cross. We've had over 40 people give their life to Christ. And if there's 120, 130 people in here, some given on the week, we could have a third of the people that are into this community have given their life to Christ. Most of us are on this journey. So I'm going to unpack the cross. But I, I hope that you would embrace and hope that you have realized already by now that the cross has changed everything for you. And the cross changed every, everything for, for you and I. And it changes our day. It changes the way we talk and the way we walk. And it changes everything. On a scale of 1 to 100, how good of a person are you? <clears throat> Think about it. You're like, that's a sick question, you jerk. Like, on a scale of 1 to 100, how good of a person are you? Think about it. Get your number in your mind, okay? And some of you guys are like, oh, that's easy. I'm 100. And so that's not even, that's even a hard question. And uh, maybe you're a 10, or maybe you're a 20, or maybe you're a 30, or maybe you, you, you like odd numbers, so you're like, oh, I'm 33, or I'm 33 and a third. Like, I don't know. Think about 1 to 100, on a scale of 1 to 100, how good of a person are you? Now, 1 being like the worst person in the world. Whoever the worst person that you guys know, name a person. I don't want to be judgmental or anything like that. So name the worst person in the world. Maybe you would say, oh, that, that's Hitler. Or maybe you would say that is, uh, if you're in here today, and like maybe you got in a, in a fight with your mom, you may say, that's my mom. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but maybe 1 is the worst person that you know. And 100, by the way, is Jesus, okay? 100 is Jesus. Think of your number. You got it? Do you have your number? Shake your head if you have your number. Shake it. Now I want you to turn to the person to your left or right. And I want you to give them your number, okay? Just give them your number. Just shoot out your number. <clears throat> you're like, oh, dang it. If you're not sitting by anybody, you're like, you're like, oh, whew, I'm not sitting by anybody. Josh, your wife's back there. She's, she's got your number for you. You don't even have to pick a number. You got your number, right? And, okay, and, and, and stop. Just stop right here because here's what some of you guys have started doing. 
Some of you guys have already started justifying your number. Is that when you start doing well? Like on Sundays, I'm like a 55. I'm pretty good on Sundays. Or when I'm at work, you know, I'm like, you know, you know, I'm I'm like a I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 99. Like you've already started justifying your worth or your your value. And um, and I'm not gonna give you my number because my my numbers are on the scale. I'm like in the negative somewhere. And uh, so. On a scale of 1 to 100, you're, you're in there. And usually you get that number. Here's how you got that number. You got that number based upon comparison. That's how you got your number. You got your number based upon comparison. If my wife was up here today, she would compare herself to me. She'd be 10 or 20 or 30 points higher than I would. <laughs> She's just like, that's easy compared to you. I'm like 1,000, Wes. You have <clears throat> a number. You, you have a number. How many of you guys, were, you, you, you rated yourself, oh, you're in between 1 and 30. That was, your, you gave yourself a 1 and 30, yes. All the honest people are raising their hands. How many of you guys are like, you were like in the 31 to like 61, like 31 to 60. How many of you guys, you guys a, lot of, a lot of middle of the roaders, you guys, middle of the road people, lukewarm. I'm just kidding. Uh, how many of you guys, you're like, I'm in the, I was in the top 70, 80, 90, 100. How many of you guys gave yourself that number? All y'all are going to hell. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. I mean, if you know Jesus, you're not. If you know Jesus, you're not. But we begin to compare ourselves. And so I kind of wrote down a couple things about comparison. Usually when you compare yourself, usually you feel better about yourself, don't you? Well, compared to them, I mean, I'm like an 85, so I'm really not that. I'm, I'm, really a good, I'm really a good person. Maybe when you compare people, compare yourself to people, maybe you really feel like, a, like you're a good person compared to somebody else. So usually if you compare yourself, usually you feel better about yourself. Yeah. You feel better about yourself, and maybe you don't feel better about yourself. Sometimes if you compare yourself to other people, maybe you feel worse about yourself. I was talking to uh, my barber the other day, and uh, he's here today. He's a good, good man, and we talk about Jesus the whole time. It's awesome. And um, except for when he gets that razor by my neck, and he's like, I'm comfortable. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> you might be comfortable. I, you trust you. I don't trust you, you know. And so I'm like, Stefan, I don't want you cutting my neck. I'll quit talking for, I can, talk, I can stop talking for at least like 30 seconds while you fix that, and then I'll start talking again. But when we were talking this, when we compare ourselves, it's a lot. How many of you guys have ever, like, you had this car, and we were talking about his, his, his older car. He's like, man, I, I looked around, and my car, was, my car was junky. I think it was barely making it to A to B. When you can, when you, when you have a nice car, but when you pull up into a, uh, when you pull up into a place and you pull up to a car next to you, you're like, oh, man, my car is not that nice. You ever had that moment? You can barely, my car is not that nice. Can I, can I, I'm going to be transparent with you guys today. This happened to me. This is like legit. I don't know if this is vain or not, but it's true. I go to uh, Dunkin' Donuts today. And uh, this isn't in my notes, Diana. Um, everything else has been there so far. But here's, here's, I, uh, I went to, Dun I went to Dunkin' Donuts today. And I pull out my phone and I go to buy donuts. I buy donuts for my kids and any of the band that's here today. Um, they get here at 8 o'clock. <clears throat> Usually it's four or five, six, seven college kids that drive from Lakeland. And so I want to give them donuts and we try to love on them, encourage them. All these band members that you, that you see come, they come from Lakeland. So we try to give them donuts and water. And they're on spring break this week. They'll be back next week except for Abel. He's the only saved one of that group. Don't tell the rest of them, but he's the only saved one. And uh, I, I go to get out my phone. I look at my app because when you're a coffeeaholic, you use an app. It just makes sense. And so I go to Dunkin' Donuts app, and I see that I've got $9.50-something cents on my app. Not a problem. Except for I know that a dozen donuts and a cup of coffee is going to be more. So I look at my rewards because typically when you're a coffeeaholic, you always have rewards. That's the only reason why I use the app is because I want rewards, you know. 
It's not because I go there a lot. It's just because I want to try to get some rewards. So I open up my phone, and I see I've got a dollar off a dozen, which is great because my total is already more than what I have on my app. I forgot the password to it because I have ADD, and I don't want to load any more money on it. So I go up to them, and I, I, I guess I said, oh, I have a reward. And so I slide my phone over and click a dollar off, and boom, get my total. I'm still nine cents short. And I'm like, dang it. And, you know, if I'm behind somebody, I'm going to give them that nine cents. I'm, I'm going to do that. That just makes sense. I'm a nice guy. I'm generous, you know. And so um, I'm going to give them that. So I, like, I said, I'm going to go get nine cents. But I, and I didn't have any cash on me. And typically I do because I'm a Dave Ramsey guy. I always have cash. So I'm about to take my, my debit card out and slide for nine cents. That's a disaster, right? Like I'm sure that cost me some way down the road. So I, I'm, like, I'm going to go get 10 cents out of my car, which I have my father-in-law's truck. I run out there. I come back and she goes, hey, the lady, when I got in, that lady walked up. And she goes, hey, that lady, she paid the, the nine cents for you. And jerky me, I'm like, why didn't she say that before I ran out to my car? <laughs> and then she said this to me. She said to me, uh, she thought you were cute, so she paid for you. <laughs> it happened, Diana. I'm just telling it like, the, I'm just saying the facts, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, and so me, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, man, that's nice of her. And she's like, you better go get her number. And I was like, married, baby. Happily most days. I said, I'm married. She's like, you're married? I said, yes. I said, I got four kids. You have four kids? And she said, you look too young. And I was like, it's the haircut. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I said, I, I said, you know I me, mean, any chance to invite someone to church. So I'm like, I'm act, I'm, I'm act, everything like goes to church. Like someone can be like, hey, would you like to order uh, anything off the menu? Yeah, I have this church down the street. Like I'll, I'll invite anyone to church. So she's like, um, lady's like, man, you're, I said, I'm 33. I got four kids and I, and I started a church. That's why I'm actually buying the donuts. Like, anytime I can get a plug for the church, I'm blitzing them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, hey, I, I'm actually, these donuts aren't even for me. I mean, I'm, look at me. I'm, I don't even eat donuts. I do. I run so I can eat. But so I'm like, hey, I, these are for my church. And, and she, the girl says, hey, girl, to the other girl at the corner. She goes, you know, this guy started a church. I'm like, they know. I've been coming here for six months. I'm running late today. Usually it's, you know. And they're like, yeah, we know he started. We've been, he's been inviting us for six months. I'm saying all that to say this. She goes, you need to go, you need to go get that, you need to go get that girl's number. She got money. I'm like, oh, she does. I was like, I'm trying to buy this truck from my church, you know. And she goes, she goes, look at that, look at that car she got. And honestly, I looked out the out the window and I, it wasn't like a, I, I'm thinking it's gonna be like a, I can see it's a newer car, but I'm thinking like it's maybe I, I looked at it, it wasn't like a, it was like a twelve or thirteen thousand dollar car. To her, that was a super, super nice car. But I'm thinking, it's like, an, I'm like, what is it, like an Acura or a Lexus or a BMW? Or, I mean, what is it? You know, what kind of nice, is it, a, is it a beautiful truck? I'll take that. We need that. Like, what is, so she's like, you need to, and so her idea is, her comparison has made her to believe that that, she has money because it was a brand new car. And so she's like, well, man, that is a, when we compare ourselves to other people, we find out, um, we, we make ourselves be better or we're good compared to to somebody. And I, I want to give you this phrase today. It, it'll be up on the screen. And it's simply this. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people do. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people do. And I think we live in such a society today that we think because we're good enough, we're going to see Jesus. 
and we begin to compare ourselves, we can look good to the people that are around us. But comparison also can kill you. And I think so many people miss Jesus because they think that they're a good person. And Jesus came for everybody. And so there's only one good person, and his name is Jesus. And we're all bad people. And the only way for us to get to heaven, the only way for us to get the cross is to realize that we got that because of Jesus. And so I want to look at the fact, maybe you're in here today and you're like, I am a good person and you're wrong. I want to look at two guys today and I want to look at one phrase that Jesus said on the cross. I want to look at two guys' story, okay? And I think one guy thought he was good and one guy knew the reality of his life. If you have a Bible, turn to Luke chapter 23. <clears throat> Luke 23. And uh, if you don't have a, a Bible or an app, you, you ought to um, have the U version on your phone. Um, that way, in case you're ever like, if you ever had any, any dead time and like you've already beat all the levels of cr uh, Candy Crush, <clears throat> Bible app. Poof. It's a good time to have the Bible app. That's just a great time. So, or if you ever get bored, or let, maybe you've ever been to the doctor's office, and I don't know about doctor, doc, doctor's office that you that you go to. Usually there is a there's a way. You would just take your phone out and you would just kind of look at the Bible, and and God can encourage you through that. So, and if you don't have a Bible but you like a paperback Bible, by the way, you can't slay a demon if your app if your phone dies because then the Bible doesn't work anymore. So sometimes you need a Bible to slay a demon. So if you ever want to slay a demon. You, just, you need a real Bible, so we'll give you one. There, that's back there. Okay, Luke chapter 23. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Woo, Luke 23. Sometimes I have these out-of-body experiences. When I get back, when I look back at my notes and I'm like, what, did I, what just happened in the last three minutes? Where was I at? Luke 23, the Bible, the most important thing we got today. Luke 23, verse 30, 30, 32. <clears throat> Two others... Both criminals were led out to be executed with him, him as Jesus. When they came to a place called the skull, which that's where Jesus was crucified, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Now Jesus has been beaten. Chunks of skin have been pulled from his body by a whip, and he's been beaten, and he's been flogged. Flogging is soaking a, about, a one, about the diameter of your, of your finger, um, bamboo or a stick they would soak that in the water and then they would they would hit him with that and so he's I don't even know if he's recognizable because his body is pretty beat up at this point and and some theologians say that no one you couldn't even recognize that it was Jesus because he had taken a beating and they weren't aiming they weren't aiming they weren't calculating every single every single lash they gave him mind you he was so beat up so bad that he couldn't even carry his cross to get to the skull some, one of the Roman soldiers said, hey, you right there, Peter, not Peter, the disciple, but another Peter. He said, hey, I want you to grab this, and I want you to carry this cross for him and, and get him there to where he's going. So all that's happened. They're up on the crosses. They're up on the cross. Jesus is in the middle. There's one on his left. There's one on his right. Jesus said, Father, <clears throat> and people are, it says here that the criminals there, people are hurling insults at him. People are, are cursing him. And you see one of the first phrases that he said, we're not, we're not going to spend time on this phrase. There's another phrase that's coming. In verse 34, he says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing. And the soldiers, and the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Verse 35, the crowd watched, and the leader scoffed. He saved other people, they said. Let him save himself. If he really is God, God's Messiah, the chosen one, 
The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine and put it up to his mouth. Verse 37, they called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened to the cross above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. And he really was the king of the Jews, but they didn't believe that he was the king of the Jews. They're making fun of him. You know that sign that you've put on people's back in middle school, kick me? No, not, not you. You've never done that before. Maybe you were the one that had the sign on your back then. <laughs> I was the guy that put the sign on the back because I was a jerk in high school. I've gotten a little bit less jerky along, along the ways. A little bit. Verse 39. One of the criminals hanging out beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. This guy's like, you, you're the Messiah? This is, this is mind-boggling. Jesus knew that he had to endure the cross for you and I. Everyone's saying, save yourself. And he's like, I, he doesn't even say a word. He could have saved himself if he wanted to. He could have got the cross if he wanted to. He could have told his dad, hey, dad, make another way. And his dad's like, no, this is the way. But he chose that way. He chose to give you and I life. He chose to give you and I a fresh start. He chose to give you and I a new name and a new life. He chose, all, he chose to do that for you. He endured what you and I could not endure so that we could live a life that he wanted us to live. And so we have this story here unfolding. He says, you're the Messiah. Are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. Verse 40, but the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God? Even when you have been sentenced to die, we deserve to die for our, the other guy chimes in and says, bro, that's not in there, that's in my translation. Bro, we deserve to die for our sins. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. This guy actually was a good person. You might think that you're a good person, but he actually was a good person, he says in this, in this text. Then he said, Jesus, this is the part, this is the phrase that I want you to get. He says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to me, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. I, I've already preached this, um, a two-minute version of this sermon to our VIP team, and, or to our VIPs that come in, um, that come and help us lead, say, the dream team members. And um, there's room for everyone to be on the dream team. Dun, dun, dun. That's a plug for next steps. It happens right after church. It's free pizza and drink and salad if you're healthy. Um, anyways. But he says here, today you'll be at me in paradise. It's funny to me that he didn't use the word heaven. He used the word paradise. He used the word paradise. I don't know about you guys, but I'm interested in that. And here's what I want you to know in this room here today. If you don't know who Jesus is as your Savior, if you're not been forgiven, or if you haven't accepted the forgiveness that God, only God can give to you, I want you to know that I want you to be in paradise with me. I'm going to be in paradise. A bunch of people are going to be in paradise. And we want you to be in paradise with you, So if good people don't go to heaven, forgiven people do. Wes, how can I be forgiven? Number one, I wrote this down for you. I have notes to you today because my wife told me that people like to write down notes. And I don't because I'm just ADD preacher. Number one, forgiven people admit they are wrong. Forgiven people admit that they are wrong. How many of you guys in this room today, you're always right? How many of you guys are always right? Maybe, yeah, thanks for being honest back there. And if you didn't raise your hand... Um, how many of you guys, the person next to you, you live with someone, they're always right. And that's me. Um, my wife is always right. She's never been wrong. But forgiven people, um, forgiven people admit that they 
are wrong. The guy says to him in this passage of scripture, we deserve to die for our sins. But this man has done absolute, has not done anything wrong. Jesus has done absolutely nothing wrong. Did you know this in here today, that you and I could be living a life and you, it's possible that you could be wrong sometimes? If you're always right, all you always right people, this is, this is, this is a mini sermon for you. You could be wrong sometimes. There's benefits to being wrong sometimes. People actually will start liking you. You with me? All the people that aren't always right, they're like, yeah, man, I, I'd be awesome if she just admits she was wrong once. Or he'd be, be awesome if he just admitted he was wrong. Forgiven people admit that they are wrong. This guy on the cross said, this guy said, hey, bro, we deserve this. I don't know if you think you're a good person or not, but we, we actually deserved hell. We actually deserve, we, we should be, we committed crimes. That's why we're on the cross. We deserve to be where we're at. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people do. And forgiven people admit that they are wrong. And you and I, we have sins in our life. The Bible says that every single one in this room today, one out of one people have, have committed a sin. One. How many of you guys have ever lied before once? Just give me one of these, like a little side, side deal. Some of you guys are like, oh, I lie all the time. <laughs> pick me, pick me. <clears throat> we... If you lie once, it makes you what? A liar. It makes you a sinner. How many of you guys have ever stole something before? Yeah, thanks for the honesty. Awesome. The rest of y'all are, honesty gets you a long way. <laughs> um, we've, whether you were two or you were eight or whether you were 15 or whether you just got out and you like just got out of prison for stealing something, you're like, man, I'm glad you guys let me come in your church. I don't care. If you stole one time, that makes you a thief. The Bible says this, um, how many of you guys have ever had, don't raise your hand for this one, how many of you guys have ever had a lustful thought? Yeah, be, I'll raise my hand, I don't want you to because I don't want anybody to judge you, I don't care if you judge me. If you ever had a lustful thought, well the Bible says in the New Testament, if you've ever had a lustful thought, it's like you've committed adultery. How many of you guys, you can raise your hand on this one, how many of you guys have ever, at least once, have ever put something or someone in front of God. Yeah. So we've cheated, we've stole, we've committed adultery, we've committed idolatry. So one out of one people in this room in here today, it's not a secret. We're all, we all need forgiveness. We, every single one in this room here, you need forgiveness. You need it. And here's the second thing. Forgiving people admit that they're wrong. And here's the second thing. Forgiving people ask for eternal help. Then Jesus, then Jesus said, he's, he's, the guy says to him, Jesus, when you get to your kingdom, could you remember me? When you enter into a relationship with Jesus, you get, the, you get to be an heir to the throne. You get to be in the kingdom of God. You get to be in paradise. And paradise is pimp. Like, paradise is going to be awesome. It's okay if I use that word in church. <laughs> I already did. Um, paradise is going to be amazing. Yes, you can hashtag it. Paradise is going to be pimp. You can have that. It's free. You can tweet it. I don't care. Paradise is going to be amazing. And forgiven people ask for eternal help. Forgive you ask for eternal help. When you went into a relationship with Jesus Christ, you get to spend an eternity with the maker and the creator of heavens and earth. And that is going to be awesome. And if anything else, 
being a follower of Jesus is worth that. To sit in paradise with Jesus, it's going to be amazing. I, I wish I could. I wish somebody could email us from heaven and let us know, hey, here's what it looks like, or send us some. I wish somebody was up there Instagramming so we could like that picture, double tap that. We would love that. Like it, follow it, retweet it, whatever else you can do to a picture. Like we would love that. Would it be awesome? Someone we can. I can't tell you. I wish I could give you a really good picture of what paradise can be like, but I can't. I realize this when I hear people try to give a justice to paradise. I'm like, man, that's terrible. Like, you can get close, but you can't even get really close. You can get like an idea, throw out some abstract idea, but heaven is going to be amazing. And we exist so people like you and me can move into a relationship with a Jesus who wants to forgive you. Isn't that something? Jesus actually wants to forgive you. There are people who don't want forgiveness, and Jesus actually wants to forgive them, even for them not wanting forgiveness. Isn't that something? He wants to forgive you of all the wrong you've ever done. Any, any thought you've ever had, he wants to forgive you of all that. Anything you, said that you, anything, you said that you, anything you said that you shouldn't have said, he wants to forgive you. Anything you've taken that wasn't yours, he wants to forgive you of all those things. The sins that you're going to commit tomorrow, because by the way, you're going to be a sinner until you get to heaven. And I can point my finger at all of you guys in here today, including myself. We're going to be sinners until we get to heaven. Get used to it. Like, Trying to get used to the same exact sin, like pick a different one. Like, but you're, you're, you're going to be a sinner until you make it into heaven. And the only way to make it into heaven is through forgiveness. And that is forgiveness through Jesus. Man, here's what I want you to know. Jesus hung on that cross for you and for me. And what's so crazy about this, and, and here's, what I, here's what I don't know about eternity. But I'm going to be okay with this. I don't know what point, when you die, what happens when you die. Do you go right to heaven? Do you go to this outer space thing? And do you hang out for everybody else to get there? Because the Bible says that when Christ comes back, the dead in Christ will rise first. I'm not even sure what all that means. But I know this Bible verse right here says, today you'll be with me in paradise. And I know this, Jesus lives outside of time. So that makes it even more complicated. He doesn't live in our little eight to five that we live or this 24 hours. He has, lives in a different stratosphere than we do. And the Bible says that today you'll be in paradise. And we want you to have a relationship with Jesus so that today you can be in paradise. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. Our team's going to come up. and.